I'm Maggie. And I'm Megan. And you're listening to... So, I quit my job, now what? A podcast about, well, quitting your job. And all of the anxiety and fear that build up before quitting your job. And all of the outcomes, good and bad, after quitting your job. In today's episode, we talk about quitting other jobs and all the things that go along with that. So, Megan, do you have any stories about quitting previous jobs that really stick out to you? There's one for me that I think when I went, John knew I was going in to quit my job that day. That he was like, you've already done this once in a similar capacity where I had gotten myself into a situation where I felt like if I leave, what is going to happen? I feel like I have invested everything that I could in this and I got into grad school and I got a job working with a kid with autism and on paper it made a lot of sense for me to leave. And also I probably had been feeling like no one wants to be in a job until you start like regularly being late to work because you hate going to work. Mm -hmm. And no one wants to be in a job till you feel like, oh, I can just let that slide because I'm about to quit. Yeah. You know? Like for me personally, those are not feelings that sit well with me. It's not, I don't do well if I'm not like doing my best to everything, which is probably why I'm a polymath. Because if I start feeling like I'm bad at something, Mm. then I'm like, oh, time to move on. Preaching to the choir. So... I think, um, again, there was a lot of buildup to quitting this job, and there were a lot, probably in more ways than now, reasons that I should leave. So I... Were there any red flags? Um, red flags that I shouldn't leave, or red flags that was going to go poorly? Red flags that was going to go poorly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I felt like even though I could very easily justify rationally my decision to leave that I knew the person that I had to talk to about that was not going to receive that well yeah yeah out of fear I truly believe because I had been put in a role where I was essentially indispensable and it would take so long to train someone to do what I was doing because yeah. I did have a lot of free reign as far as what I was doing. But also I have always been a person that has a hard time not saying yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. You mm-hmm. need me to come in tomorrow for 12 hours on my day off? Yeah, sure. sure. Um, and at this point, some of that was that I was in grad school and I needed the money. And some of it was that I didn't like being a no person. I know. Um, side note. So 2019 was, I dubbed my year of no's. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of an interesting boundaries, right? Yes. But it's interesting that I decided that at the beginning of the year so far before I was consciously making a change. Mm. Um, and I just meant no, like I'm married to a person that goes to every single live music event and is very social, and not that I can't be that way, but sometimes on Friday, I don't want to, like, go to a bar and have some beers and interact with people and make small talk. Sometimes I want to read my book. Yeah. Or watch, binge watch a Netflix series. That's right. And those and pink, be alone. pink fleece pajama pink pants. Pink, straight, striped pajama pants. 
Exactly. So I, um, yeah, I feel like I said the ultimate no for me in 2019. So I have decided that in 2020, it's going to be the year of mindful yes and I like no. that. I like that. So I'm not, I'm going to challenge myself to do what I did with this job in smaller parts of my life. Mm. So to take some intentionality and say, you know, not like which color apple should I buy, but (laughs) every decision, not every decision, but things that have an emotional component. I think that it's not a strength of mine to spend time thinking about something before I make a choice. Mm -hmm. So I think that's my plan. So I was full on in 2012, maybe stage of yes. Mm-hmm. yes 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 I'll do this job yes I'll do this research project yes I'll work in that lab yes I'll go out every night because mm-hmm. I have need to have all these friends yes I'll have another shot you know mm-hmm. the list continues mm-hmm. so I think um in some ways I always have sort of felt that I led us both to a path of deception mm-hmm. in some ways I think I probably wasn't always honest with her about my boss with how I was feeling yeah um that I was feeling overworked and I was becoming resentful and I wanted to move on to something else because my heart had moved mm-hmm. um and that while I didn't want it it wasn't just a job for me it was like a support system and um I enjoyed being there for the most part yeah so she storms passed me into her office and I there wasn't really anything going on so I followed her and I genuinely think that she had no idea why I wanted to talk to her like red flag number one mm-hmm. or like number 17 yeah but in um, that situation like, yeah so I say I've been accepted to grad school I um potentially have a job working with a kid with autism you know, I list a few reasons and then I say, so I'm turning in my two weeks notice. And when you imagine like a cartoon with someone blowing smoke out of their ears and their face turns bright red, I swear like that's what's happened. That is what happened in that moment Mm. that I, um, transformed into a cartoon (laughs) and I probably, um, What's the Bugs Bunny? The Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, my brain was like, run as quickly as possible yeah. away from this. Yeah. But something that I really pride myself in, two things maybe, is like not taking shit from people, mm-hmm. especially if I feel justified in my opinion. Yeah. And like not being afraid of a challenge. Yeah. So she says to me, well, you can turn in your key and you can get the phone. him. Like, I swear to God, verbatim. So, I said... <laughs> this story continues. I have worked here for two years. And I think we have the kind of relationship that warrants more of a conversation than that. Yeah. And I, in no way, was, like, wanting to leave today. I'm happy for you to find someone to help at the store and for me to help train that person. This is not like a I hate you situation. This is just a I'm moving on, man. I need to move on and I already t- I told you the reasons first. Yeah. <laughs> so why? Well, it's not like I'm like 
I just am going to do some grad school. Exactly. And there were a million reasons that I can rationalize why she reacted the way that she had reacted. Um, I had never worked there when she, when someone else quit, but I had heard stories that it didn't go well. So Mm -hmm. I did kind of know that going into it, that it might not be a pleasant conversation, but essentially because I stood up to her, we had like a two hour conversation where we were both crying uncontrollably and she shared why she had that initial reaction. And we had a really powerful bonding experience together and so if I am ever near the store I go by yeah and ask if she's there um because I really like breakups with boyfriends I don't like there to be bad blood yeah and that isn't hasn't always been the case obviously because you can't control someone else's reaction but I just like to leave things in a place of this is just not meant to be, and but that's okay, but that doesn't mean we need to burn a bridge, yeah. and it means that maybe there's an opportunity in the future for us to do something together, but right now the answer is no. That's a super mature approach to that, because what was that, 2011, 12? Yeah, around then. Um, golly, I mean, that's, you know, you're kind of fresh out of school, right? Relatively speaking. I'm like, how old am I? That when was, did you graduate from college? Um, 2009. So yeah, you were like fresh out of school. You were still a, a young adult. Yeah. Right? That was my In first, early that 20s. was my first like full-time job, job yeah. out of college. I had been working part-time there for a little bit before I graduated. Um, and then she offered me a full-time position like with health insurance, which my parents were really concerned yeah. then that I would get a job that included health insurance yeah. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I see it on my parents' health insurance till I to yeah, the last till I was 26. moment. Well, I got off their health insurance for that job and then rejoined their health insurance. And you went back into grad school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no shame. No shame. Absolutely no shame. Yeah. So, wow, what a mature response and way to, on your part, on, you know, on trying to kind of mend things even though they initially didn't start out very well sounds like was it there was was it her like was there something that you saw in her in that moment where you're like we can do this or was it more just you and your personality of like no I'm not gonna take shit we're gonna resolve this no I think she and I I felt connected to her and we had had many conversations she knew that I wasn't gonna work there until I was 60 years old yeah it just it was the timing I think it was the timing and um, in juxtaposition to the job that I am still working in that I just quit. Yeah. Um, I think maybe I sort of said this, but I don't know that I gave her enough of a warning Yeah. that I could have been more, um, upfront transparent about that. I was applying to grad school and that, you know, I was doing some things that, and I think part of it was that I was afraid that she would say in the way that you've shared, like get out yeah I think um I have a story that did not end like that it started off like that and then just stayed like that but I'll get (laughs) to that in a second um I think an important piece to talk about if there's any sort of if anybody's looking for any takeaways you know whatever here's maybe one um it's not always going to be like these conversations just in general the tough conversations that you have with people period Mm -hmm. it's not always going to work out well but I bosses think, are people too. Yeah. But I think that the thing is, is 
like cultivating relationship as best as you can because tough conversations are going to happen at some point. So doing your best to like really grow that relationship. And I'm really just speaking, actually, no, this could work in friendships too, right? True friendship is when you're able to like give real feedback and be upfront with somebody and it's okay. And that's marriage. And that's, Mm. you know, maybe you're not divulging into like as much serious personal stuff and work relationships. But I think one of the reasons why we have been able to part ways with our current or most current bosses is because we cultivated really good relationships with them. Right. And even though there's anxiety on our part and having those conversations, they turned out really, really good. For sure. All right. Let's hear your bad story. Oh my gosh. So this was my second job out of grad school. I went to grad school twice. Yes. Let's hear it for all the people who love grad school. Who just wants to like be a, I do. I want to be a professional My hands in student. there. Dude, like. I've recently reapplied I, to grad school. Like we, <laughs> I just, can we just, can we have a sponsor to just let us learn? Sponsor number 10. Grad school. Yeah. Higher education. What, what, give what it a up. dream world that right? is. Right? That'd be amazing. Um, first job was a small nonprofit. Second job was a bigger nonprofit. And the second job was, um, it was awesome. I actually loved the work that I was doing. I, I really liked my coworkers, especially one, Isla. Shout out, girl, yo. Isla is currently killing it working for CARE, just FYI. Everybody, she's a baller. Um, but she worked right next to me in the cubicle, in the cubicle world, and she was everything. So I really liked my coworkers. I actually really liked the work that I did. And initially, I really liked my boss. I was like, oh my gosh, she seems great. In the interview process, I was like, yes, she's great. And then I liked her for a while. And then I just kind of realized that this was not, she, it was, it was all fabricated. Mm. It was a facade and I could quickly see through all of her masks that she was putting on and we can go Mm. another time about insecurities and things like that but um essentially it just was not good I just really more than anything started to lose respect in her which is Mm, not not a good place not a good place and similarly you know I, I probably should have had conversations with her leading up to this conversation, Mm. but I didn't. And that is my fault. Um, but when I told her that I was quitting and said, I'm happy to give more than two weeks. My new employer is like super flexible. Um, she said, no, you can leave now. Mm. It gets worse. So then Later in that day, she sends an email to the entire company, the entire organization, trying to allude to the fact that she fired me. (laughs) Little power play. Yeah. And that was such a bummer, man, because for someone who, so I'm a very, like, I analyze everything that I say and do. I, it's, it's, it's definitely a fault of mine because it puts me in a really weird headspace sometimes with people I've, I barely know, right? I'm like, oh my God, 
did I say did I say something entirely stupid to that person that I just met? Oh my god! Like you know, so like maybe that. you get to know them and you ask like, "Hey, was, was that this weird?" Dumb? And they're like, "What are you? What did you say? About? When did you say that?" Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I that's just who I am. I analyze. I overanalyze. But I just try to be really self aware too. And mm. for but someone, sometimes that can be your downfall. Yes. But in that, like that, really messed messed with me because. I didn't get a clean break from her, right? I knew that I didn't do anything wrong. Yes, mm. I could have maybe had conversations, tough conversations with her leading up to that, but... But the snowball didn't get big enough right. until it was big enough. Yeah, and anyway, but that de- definitely messed, messed with my head because I was like, well, what could I have done differently And how do I now, like, I don't even know, what do I look for in a manager? And, you know, it just puts you in this kind of a weird headspace of, oh my God, I did everything wrong and what? And it's really, there are things that I could have done differently, but I didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of was like really crappy. The first, the, the first job that I left, um, to go to that job, that was an, a very easy conversation. I was emotional cause I was like, <laughs> I really like this job, but I just, there's no growth for me. And he was like, it's totally cool. I support you. But mm. I was like, I'm sorry. I feel guilty. I feel like I, I, I'm letting you I'm down. Letting you down. Um, so that one was fine. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the other, the other one is just, that's a whole nother podcast episode on the most recent one leading up to my current one. But first, let's talk about why people would quit jobs. What are those reasons? One, the fear of letting someone down or mm. letting people down. Real life. Fear of not having something better. Like the fear of the grass actually not being greener. Um, that the cliff is an actual, is an actual cliff. 25 foot cliff and you're going to die when you hit the bottom. On the rocks, not even the water, man. You're going to die from like rocks Splat. definitely breaking your body as opposed to like dying from like the impact of the water, which would be a little bit more graceful, but like there's rocks, not water. Yeah. Making a very contorted, <laughs> scary face. Right that was now. too much. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people don't leave jobs and they should. It's, it, mm. but I probably it's all fear based, right? All right, job job it was great at first it was really great it was exciting I was hired and this is going to come full circle and maybe I shouldn't alluded to that maybe the audience could have could have caught on which I ruined that moment for them but I was hired um by this small startup ad agency and the CEO said specifically there were other reasons I think that they hired me but his words verbatim I know that you're going to tell it how it is okay so let's just let that sit there for a second. Initially start off as, air quotes, marketing manager. But as a sixth hire at a startup, I think everyone knows you're wearing, I don't know, approximately like seven and a half hats. Maybe not seven and a half. Maybe it was more like four, three and a half. A lot of different hats, though. A lot of different responsibilities. And I love that kind of shit because polymath. Okay, so that's great. I actually like love that. I love being able to do. Should we change the name of the podcast? <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> probably. Um, and then it got to a point where I got to decide on a 
more specific career path, which was great. I, I was empowered to make that decision for myself. And I decided to go the people and culture route. And that is one thing that will always stick with me. That company let me choose that career path. And that's amazing. And that is how I got started in the people and culture space. Um, and I realized just, wow, how, how much that made sense because of all my other passions, really. I mean, the things that I loved the most about pre previous jobs or even like teams or qualities that I love about people, it was just like it always had to do with like workplace culture, like culture and how that has an impact on employees or teammates or whatever, right? And anyway, so I, I loved it. It was great. Got to build and um, implement and, and that was really exciting. And also recruited a heck of a ton of people who are freaking awesome and I'm still very good friends with to this day and who are mega talented. And that was a special gift, being able to just like get to know people, convince them that like you should take a leap of faith and join this startup ad agency. Um, but then also like gaining really cool friendships from that. That's like amazing. I'll always cherish mm -hmm. that. Um, where things started to really go south, looking back, it was really around feedback. Feedback I think is so important. And I think um, for anybody in a prof professional or personal kind of growth mindset, you got to have feedback, right? And I will admit that I used to be really bad at receiving feedback. I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. I am a recovering perfectionist, I should say. And feedback is hard for me um, because I try so hard to be perfect in whatever I'm doing. And so when someone's telling me that I'm not perfect, it's just like, it's not, I'm not mad at it. I'm, is a perception. Yeah, and I'm not mad at that person. I'm mad at myself, right? It's like I hear the words that are... For not fitting the mold. Yes, for not doing my best. And I'm like so mad at myself. So I will admit I've never been great at receiving feedback. I'm getting much better at that now. Um, mm. So with that said, some other folks weren't great at receiving feedback either. And we were growing and the feedback was not positive most of the time. I would say a lot of the feedback, internal feedback that people were trying to give to leadership got to a point where the majority of it was just not great. And that wasn't handled well either, I don't think, in my opinion. Um, so I think those were the red flags. I think those are the moments where I should have been like, I'm now starting to feel like my, like, moral compass isn't pointing in the right direction. Like I am not like, it's becoming like an ethical problem almost. Let's talk about this later. When okay. your values, you realize your values no longer align yeah. with your job. Well, and that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, I eventually did make a, make a stand for myself, but that is what led to, um, me parting the company. Anyway, so I think there were a lot of red flags. I honestly think that I shouldn't have accepted the job in the first place, honestly, because I remember, I think this is important. I don't know how it is for men, but I feel like it is, it is true with women who are at least a little bit 
mildly self-aware, our gut reaction, our guts are so telling and we need to be more in tune with our gut feeling and my hashtag yoga (laughs) sponsor number 11 sponsor 47 yes yoga I remember my initial gut feeling was not a good one when Mm. I met that person for the first time why did you accept that it was a shiny new object and I was hashtag polymath and I was dying for something something and and when someone tells you though like all the right things Mm. it's it's, it's when you're in your most vulnerable place right it's like that's why people join cults right (laughs) i'm not saying it was a cult but i'm just saying making the comparison right when you're in your most vulnerable place mentally people capitalize on people that are vulnerable and they and some of them don't do it on purpose But I was in a very vulnerable place and I was wanting and yearning for something entirely different. And it was entirely different. And I was also yearning for, I mean, just like being frank, like I was yearning for like just um, a different environment. Like I just wanted to be around cool, creative people. And like I was definitely getting that vibe. Mm. So I, I mean, it was... And that's not a bad thing, I think, to yearn for, but I think that coupled with all the other things that I wanted put me in a really vulnerable place, and I made a poor decision. And I was there for a long time, like two and a half years. Well, not in your dad's idea of long, but in a a millennial's idea of a long time. It was a pretty (laughs) long time. Anyway, so yeah, I think... I mean, there are a lot of times that I probably should have quit, and I didn't. And the Why snowball didn't got you? so, like I said, like fear, fear of grass not being greener, fear of letting people down. Um, I was also fearful of. It got to that point where it was like, oh shit, I've passed my threshold. I've like created such an incredible network in Atlanta. Like, mm. I can't sacrifice my reputation right now. You know. Which is really shitty to say, but it's the truth. Thanks for listening to So I Quit My Job, Now What? For more information about us, follow us on Instagram at So I Quit My Job, Now What? Or on our website, So I Quit My Job, Now What? dot com for additional resources and additional episodes. Thanks, guys. <laughs>